Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 239. Try again. Sorry. Welcome to Gatecast episode 249. Well done. Thank you. We can fix that post. I'm not going to. Ah. <laughs> Carry on. And we have a blast from the past. Care to introduce yourself? I am Scott. You may remember me from such shows as... <laughs> <laughs> I started the show. Hey, you should remember me. If you listen that far back anyway. I'm back for at least an episode. We'll see how it goes, maybe. A special guest appearance. <laughs> a much-beloved old character has been revived. Yeah, see, I have a recurring role. It just takes a while for it to come back. Is this going to be like William Shatner in Generations? Oh, you're going to try to kill me off? Regret that entire movie. The only good thing in it was Michael McDowell. Do you watch him in Franklin and Bash? No. So, tonight's episode, Mike? Tonight we'll be watching Phantoms, which is a Stargate Atlantis episode from Season 3. Watch me, Kate. We'll find out. Fair enough. Want to do anything else intro we or should we just go? Have you totally forgotten what we do everywhere? <laughs> I've had a rough week. <laughs> I actually was watching a little bit of it 20 minutes ago. Trying to get a feel of which episode it was. Because I'm sure we did 248 uh, on Sunday. Yep, 249. You said on Sunday that it was Stargate Atlantis. Chris Blesser was very nice to me on the Saving Hope boards. Because someone commented... I've been commenting on the episodes as I've been watching season two, and someone commented about something that happened to Alex at the end of season two. And I was like, what? Well, I haven't seen those episodes yet. This is only episode 11. That's episode 18. And she went through the threads and hid everything else in spoiler tags. It was nice of her. FYI, American Netflix has Once Upon a Time season three. For shows that they have, they seem to get the previous season once the next season starts broadcasting. Yep. I'm up to date. I'm not. I've just seen the season two episode where Cora, having threatened to crush Johannes Tart and got the blade of Mary Margaret, then proceeds to basically chuck her through the window. Oh, okay, yeah. What the hell are you doing? Sorry, I'm just shaking up a drink. I didn't think it would translate that well. It does. Everything <laughs> does. I stopped. It's okay, I'm going to pour a glass here in a second. We had somebody digging out your Stargate movie episode this afternoon. Really? Yeah. Was it Dan? No, one of the guys from the Warp 10 podcast. How was long it? ago did we record that one? That was pretty... That long ago, huh? That was pretty balana, I think. I was still living in Dublin, so probably 06. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, went to Phoenix Comic Con again this year, and there's a four-person bridge simulator, or five-person bridge simulator called Artemis, it's actually kind of fun. You got one person being the captain and he issues orders to everybody. Are you allowed to mutiny? I don't know, but I, I guess if you did, that'd probably be very interesting. One of you's a red shirt and you're allowed to kill him. Yes. The other reason uh, happiness for recording this early is I'll actually have time to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before I go to bed. Oh, that reminded me. I forgot to watch it last night. And it doesn't seem to be on my DVR. So there's a few TV shows that I need to set recordings for. Gotham? That's one of them. No, finally got it recorded. Yes, then Arrow's on Wednesday. Yeah, one of the guest actors in the episode we're going to watch is starring in The Flash. He plays Barry Allen? No. Oh. <laughs> you said starring. Well, they're starring in there. Okay, then uh, 
a recurring supporting role. Captain David Singh. By the way, I don't think it's a spoiler, but I am convinced I saw in early season one Henry Ganowell episode Braytac. Yes, he is in there. And does he reappear? A lot. Because I'm 15 episodes into season two and I haven't seen him in a while. You'll see him a lot. Season Good. two and three. And if you want to, I can tell you who he is. Actually, of course not. My memory has decided to start functioning and popped the name Geppetto into my head. Yeah, you're right. That is who it is. I have to say, he certainly left Continuum with a bang. Yeah, I... Are you caught up on that? I need to catch up. Oh, okay. The Flesh Pulp Podcast. Three to ten minutes of fiction brought to you thrice weekly. 200 miles below the surface of the Earth, at the terminus of a series of long sea caverns and interconnected shines. Under the shadow of the eternally bleeding eye, there is a crippled wreck of a man writing tales, stories of a dimension engulfed in madness. He is writing them of you. Think them all at fleshpulp.com or search for it on iTunes. Okay then, folks, we're going to kick off with Phantoms. Alan will do his normal 3 2 1 countdown in the language of his choosing. We are going to be watching the PAL Region 2 version of this episode, runtime 41 minutes 47 seconds. As per usual, our American guest or non PAL region guest has got a copy of that, courtesy of Dropbox. All hail Dropbox. Yay. Makes life so much easier when we're all watching the same episode version and runtime. Uh, yeah, we we discovered that early on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was fun. It was, a little bit. Right then, I'm good to go. Scott, are you at zero, 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 zero? Yes. With a black screen? I am. Or at least a grey screen, which is the closest your TV can come up with an approximation of black. Hey, hey, hey. It can do black. It does pretty good black. Sometimes. Quite. Right. Call me. Cooksy. Oxy. Clicky. Right. And we're off. Elizabeth, we may have a situation. No surprise. Elizabeth was wearing a red shirt. Yeah. But she's not a red shirt. It's an interesting thing. I've never seen anyone wear a red shirt for so long and not get injured. <laughs> planet is uninhabited, but I thought it warranted a closer look. The point is, they missed a check-in. This is all one shot by Martin Wood, the director. He wanted to show the scope of uh, the city and the set. Which apparently we have not seen before. <laughs> we'll take our team. We'll see what happens. Of course. Take an additional Marine unit as well. And... The good Dr. Beckett, just in case. Yeah, off you go, boys. <laughs> Look at him scampering off. Daydream. Uh, the CGI gate. Looks mm. a bit spooky. I see mist. Always helps to make it look a bit more mysterious, doesn't it? Ronan. I wonder if they deliberately composed that shot so all you see of Ronan is his muscles and his gum. <laughs> <laughs> These things are useless. I'm picking up that puzzling energy reading. What is it? Did I not just use the word puzzling? <laughs> Charming. I thought they were friends. Drugs. They are friends. They're friends. They just don't get on very well. Let's go find them. Everybody took the rear pieces out. Mud. So I take it it was rainy in Canada. Shock. Yes. I'm just amused how all the planets look the same still. Look. Hello. 
Oh dear. The bodies were pulled right from the prop storeroom. They have been used quite often, put in different uniforms. He's been dead for months. No, really? Okay, we know our guys didn't do it. And he wasn't fed on, so it wasn't the wraith. Bullet wounds, dozens of them. Over here. They made a point to shoot the woodland stuff in a nice wide lens so you could get a good impression of how tall the trees are. Also commented that the mist did give it that mysterious and spooky look. Also shot. This guy was stabbed repeatedly. By this guy, looks like. Yeah, <laughs> they still got the weapon in his hand. Yeah, like how it dangles. <laughs> Ronan will keep that. There's always room for one more knife. Brilliant, Doctor. In a violent fashion. Which begs the question, what the hell happened to Major Leonard's team? Something very, very bad, otherwise the episode isn't going to go on for long. Cue Rise of Music and Fade to Credits. Alright then, Phantoms, Season 3, Episode 9 of Stargate Atlantis, Gatecast Episode 249. This episode was directed by Martin Wood and written by Carl Binder. At its world premiere in America, September 15th, 2006, Canadians got it November 6th, the Brits got it December 13th, Sweden got it October the 5th, 2007, Germany December the 12th, and Japan December the 10th, 2008. There were a few series with episodes of the same name. The Lost World, Mission Impossible, Regenesis, and Legend of Superheroes. What? I have no idea. Probably a cartoon of some description. Yeah. Although I have heard of the other three. Right. But then again, who hasn't heard of things like Mission Impossible? Quite a popular TV show and movie. Right then, we're back. Always convenient when they find woodland with paths already worn down. According to the ancient database, well, it recently became habited. Habited? Really? I thought he was a Mensa candidate. <laughs> yeah. Probably, if we just our luck, we stumble on one of their nuclear testing sites. Nuclear testing site? Just a small one. Oh, steady boy. What is it? Trees. He's all trees. Well then, soon as that at all, Twitchy. What? Person? Animal? How many syllables? Shoot <laughs> him. Leonard! <laughs> yeah, John. Let the bad guys know where you are. It's probably nothing. Oh, yes, Ronan. Uh, how right you are. Why am I not comforted? Always interesting to see a mix of weaponry. Mm. You know, uh, the other SG team are using uh, the MP5s. They don't get the good weapons, you know? <laughs> They're the sacrificial team. Cave in the middle of nowhere. You won't be surprised the prop department built it for him. Hmm. But don't lean on the walls, they're only foam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or cardboard. Foam's easier. You can just spray paint it. Yeah, it does look more like rock. This is a nice cut. This ramp actually leads down into the Wraith hive ship set. Hmm. So, fairly seamless. This looks worrying. They wanted it to look like a Wraith outpost. They're a little tricky to do, so it ended up just being a pretty basic cave. You've got the wraith architecture inside, and signs of Jinai technology and obviously bodies littered about. Doc? <laughs> wow, it must have been one hell of a party. Oh, for God's sake, enough with the bodies. Head snapped completely around. By him? Quite possibly. I'd be mildly worried about contamination, you know, biological effects or something, you know. Just because it appears to be abandoned doesn't mean there aren't wraiths sitting there quite. Yeah, they've been known to do that. 
Yeah, lots of dark corners in this little area. In here. All right, we'll check it out. You and Ronan check out the immediate area around the cave. Keep an eye out for our friends, all right? My friend on JMS pointed out that when they met the race, they seemed almost indestructible. Now, a quick burst from a P90 and they're gone. Well, that's how we learned where to shoot. Yeah, all these tendrils are made out of rope within latex. So in the commentary, they were pretty dangerous to walk on. You could turn your ankle on them very, very easily. Hmm. And this whole alien device was made by James Robbins, the production designer. You can, McKay? <laughs> yes. Well, this is it. Ground zero for the energy readings. This thing's still active? Apparently so. Actively doing what exactly? It's some sort of EM generator. It's emitting a modulated ultra-low frequency pulse. These uh, energy conduits are acting almost like antennae. Is that what's interfering with the radio communications? Uh, probably. The Jedi must have found this place, activated it somehow, and they couldn't figure out how to turn it off. So they did what any other good soldier would do in their situation. Shot the hell out of it. Mm. Looks like it's healing itself. Ah, that's the beauty of hybrid organic design. It's this frequency, can it hurt us? Uh, it's doubtful. From the obvious sterility issues. What? Obvious sterility issues? <laughs> Pardon? You're kidding, right? <laughs> McKay, wrong again. We found the team. He takes his body arm and puts his down his pants. Okay, so where's Major Leonard? I don't know. We were unable to locate his body. They're killed by MP5 fire. All three of them. Shot multiple times. Hey, a camera. Uh oh. Everybody's dead, Jim. <laughs> I don't know what they ate last night, yeah. but I didn't agree with them. Mm. Carson's a genius at times. Has he actually pulled a bullet or just had a look at the hole and said, hmm, nine millimeters? At times like this, you wish I had keynote. <laughs> Camera. kind of wish there was a burger stand or something around here. I'm starving. And that is the voice of Martin Wood, the director. He was actually filming the sequence as well. Really? It's unfortunate. So they're going to die horribly? Oh, God. More bodies in here. What is this place? Who's that? Well, you look at it, they've done everything Shepard's team's done. We're not going to make it! <laughs> the cave, they seem to have more light than uh, Shepard's team did. And that was Martin Wood as well, <laughs> doing a little stunt all by himself. Ooh. He had to fall just so that the camera was pointing at the guy running and firing next to him. I see. Why would he do that? I don't know. Maybe whatever caused the Jedi to turn on each other did the same thing to our people. That bloody machine back there. I'll check it out. No. They seem very relaxed. Why did he call out for Prometheus? That's a clue. Yes. Yeah, it's obviously something's wrong. Perhaps, the, you know, the uh, mental faculties were compromised. We have to transport our dead back to Atlantis. Then we'll return with more units. First thing first, John. Quarantine. Yep. You know, you've been in this sort of situation before. You don't go to the city when there's a big question mark against how these people died. Apart from the bullets, of course. This guy's heavy, and ever since I was shot in the ass by an arrow, I've been prone to sciatica. <laughs> of course, they go back anyway, or try to. Yeah. I just like he has to carry the crewman. <laughs> you know, it's not a good idea to have a twitchy Roman. No, not with that gun. <laughs> Okay, now you look stupid, Ronan. Again. The CGI effect. I'm sorry, I got scared by a tennis ball on a stick. <laughs> you okay? 
Yeah. Truth be told, Ronan, you don't really look it. Carrison looked more troubled than uh, McKay did. Look, McKay. Oh dear me. <laughs> he looked very unhappy. <laughs> I know. All you got to do is put a chocolate bar in Carson's backpack. You know, he'll follow it like a. Starts to dial the game. So they can go home now. Nothing else to worry about. Whoa! <laughs> that was unexpected. They uh, look at that stunt in the DVD extras. This whole sequence is being filmed by Chris and Nathaniel on Steadicams, trying to make it as dynamic and energetic as possible. Wouldn't exactly say those cams are steady. Maybe they digitally added shake. Yeah. <laughs> Looks bad, mate. <laughs> You'll be fine, son. Just lie back. Leonard! Leonard's gone to get Sheldon. He's gone! <laughs> yes, he's gone. As if he was there in the first place. Easy, easy. You'll be alright. You'll be alright, son. We get it. Hey. Are you alright? Yeah. I think so. I wouldn't call that groaning. Groaning tends to be quieter. <laughs> well, is that the subtitles? Groaning. Yeah, groaning. <laughs> I'm thinking that is not in as many things. Groaning is not one of them. That was almost screaming. <laughs> oh dear. Oh well, that's a bit of a mess, isn't it? <laughs> Electricity crackles. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, your intestines are meant to be on the inside. Yeah, hold them in, lad. Hold them in. <laughs> Turn the other way to dial, and don't say no. If there is any possibility, because I am not in the mood for your usual impossible heroics game. I wouldn't do that. Hey, McKay, you're going thin on top. Even if we could somehow manually dial, there's no power. Your pal, Major Looney Tunes, knew exactly where to set the charge. We need to go after him. No, what we need to do is go back to the bunker. We're overdue, Elizabeth will contact us through the gate. And she'll probably only get static, remember? Look, as long as that generator is emitting that pulse, we'll have little, if any, chance of responding to Atlantis if they radio. No, you want to get out of here? I need to shut that thing down. He's actually attempting to fix it. That's one of the benefits of the analog gates. You can actually dial them manually. Yeah, but apparently the Asians didn't think that far ahead. I'm sorry about this, Dr. McKay. Hey, don't worry about me. You just just hang in there, okay? Oh, God. He's doomed if McKay's being nice to him. Taylor, you want to hold this? Yes, of course. Uh, we're back in the cave with some light. Yes, we have magic light now. Never make fun of the light in a cave. They're gonna be okay. No, they're going to die. Yeah, they found the light switch. Let there be light. And there was. He suffered severe penetrating abdominal trauma. He needs complicated surgery. Complicated surgery, not just regular surgery. <laughs> they need to go call for a mass unit. Well, yeah, funnily enough, it's been pointed out that Walter Harriman and Walter O'Reilly, very similar characters. Then be a good commander and offer him mercy. Yeah, you see right here? According to these readings, if I cut through that membrane, there should be several actuator coils underneath. Well, it's Wraith Tech, so it's more like actuator veins. Again, a single shot to cover both areas of the set, just to underpin the fact that there's no way what happens in the next few minutes could happen. McKay, why are you telling him? Just do it. It looks like some sort of torture device, doesn't it? Put somebody in there, press a button and... <laughs> well, we all know McKay likes to... Uh... Pontificate. Yeah. He likes to make everyone else think that he's smarter than he is. 
No, that's it. If you spot in technical stuff that people don't understand, they assume that you understand what you're talking about. Ah, uh, no, I've tried that. Doesn't always work. You hope so. Otherwise, there are two bizarre things going on, and one is more than enough for me. Thank you very much. Dissension within the ranks. Go with it, John. You know what McKay's like. Get him, Ronan. See some Wraith off in the distance there. Yeah, Martin in the commentary says he reckons that Wraith don't look as scary in the daylight. <laughs> well, we've seen them before in the daylight. They don't. No, I think you're right. I don't think these antennae, as I have so colorfully put it, have overgrown beyond their intended length. It's as if whoever turned it on, dialed it up to 11 and just left it there. Is that a deliberate Final Tap reference? Yes, that would be. Well, that's the only... Anytime anyone refers to turning it up to 11 is <laughs> referencing that. Sent <laughs> of the global zeitgeist. So they shot the thing, hoping they could somehow kill it, which only made it regrow more, make it that much more difficult for someone with the ability to actually turn it off to actually turn it off. So you can't actually turn it off. I never said that. Well, what did you say? So he's making excuses why he can't turn it off. <laughs> when someone calls him on it, he's not saying that. Like, I don't know where the switch is, but I'll turn it off somehow. Once I cut power to that... Gunfire in distance. These subtitles are very informative. And yet McKay runs after the gunfire anyway. Yeah, with half the gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, though. They pronounce that as Ronan, but it's spelled Ronan on the subtitles. Due to yeah, the fact that in Finnish you have to pronounce every single letter, I'm very much aware of how things are spelled. Has Colonel Shepard's team returned? Not yet. Wait, have they dialed in the status update? We received no communication from them since they left. That tech is Anna Williams. She's been in Smallville, Supernatural, and Da Vinci City Hall. Well, that reminds me. There was another season of Da Vinci's Demons after the first one, wasn't there? Heading in the right direction. Do you think he's already beginning to feel the effects of the Wraith device? All right, well, if he is, let's hope we find him before he finds us. And that is a, a fake tree that they've blown a hole in. Hmm. I hope so. Lots of regulations when it comes to filming in Canadian woodland. I'm a little preoccupied at the moment, thank you. How is Kroger? Kagan. Kagan, Kagan, what is it with me and names? <laughs> you're Asperger's, you idiot. What the devil do you think you're doing? Oh, fine. You most certainly are not off your feet now. Yeah, look, I'm okay, Doc. No, you most certainly are not. We just stopped the bleeding. Yeah, and if it starts again, I'll be right outside the door, sitting down off my feet. That's your Sergeant Barroso, played by Dexter Bell. He's been in Arrow, Sonic, Smallville, X-Files, also a stuntman and voice actor. Mm. Not going anywhere. Just look after Kagan. That's it. Keep having a poke. <laughs> Dream a bit more, lad. Yeah, that's one thing. How's Dr. McKay doing? Good. He'll figure it out soon. Have us out here in a Jeff, smartest man I've ever met. There's something wrong with Carson. Surely he wouldn't say that. Hopefully that was gauze or something he pulled out of there. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> you don't need that, do you, lad? <laughs> no. It's appendix. Only a part of your liver. <laughs> well, the liver's the one thing he probably could do that to. I'm hoping mine's regenerate. Of course, the Jafar and Tilt never had that sort of problem. The symbiote took care of all that for him. I see nothing. Ronan, stay back! <laughs> oh, Taylor's done. Remember, Ronan, your gun has a stun setting. <laughs> it has. How many times has she been shot? Not that many. Leonard, stand down! Shouldn't that be sit down? 
Major Leonard doing the firing. He's reasonably accurate as well. The reason most of these firefights take so long is that everybody's a very poor shot. Why is it suddenly a wraith? Good question. And then of course it appears to be a person running away. Yes. As we've seen, Ronan is seeing wraiths. What the hell are you doing here? Anyway. Where'd Caleb go? Captain Holland. He shouldn't be there. John? John? A one shot, too. Yep. He must have scooted fairly quickly. Well, they've had lots of practice, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. No, John, you don't go about loosening a clothing. Got you pretty good. Alright. Gotta stop the bleeding. Yeah, and again, that's a grunt. Maybe the person doing the cat was not doing a complete job. Yeah, almost as if. Shouldn't Rachel be in that shot? Hey, look, school sports day, three legged race. Well, I've decided to just leave you with this tree, even though your arm's too high. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you couldn't balance yourself. You couldn't bear weight with your arm up at that angle. You'd need to build the shoulder. I was going to say this is Hollywood, but it's not exactly Hollywood. Vancouver wood. Canada? Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, it is wood. Yeah, so there's one thing uh, Canada has plenty of it, trees. It's like here. We'll forgive John for having the bandage on the outside of her pants. Hmm. Unlike <laughs> Under the Dome. I've not watched season two. Fair enough. Yeah, but I'm sure there's moments in season one has it too. <laughs> one character walks around for about three episodes with a hole in the leg when bandages wrapped around the jeans. And what's worse, even halfway through season two, it's all supposed to be like the first couple of weeks inside the dome. So yeah, you'll be, you'll be back walking normal in a couple of days. <laughs> Actually, what I liked about Under the Dome was a previously identified primarily good character being basically a twisted evil. Yeah. What just happened out there? The look on your face? The confusion? Nothing. Somebody just popped into mine and caught me off guard, huh? Do you think it has anything to do with the Wraith Generator? Hell if I know. Don't worry. I'm fine. No violent urges yet, huh? Not yet, but give her time. Just keep talking, John. Keep talking. Got any ideas about killing me? No. That's good to hear. Anyway, if this is some Wraith experiment gone haywire, maybe that part of your DNA will make you immune to it. Now, what's he shooting at? This is Major Leonard back again. He was the one that was on the rise shooting at Ronan. I think he ran out of bullets. <laughs> he seems to be having a good time anyway. With both guns, he ran out of bullets. Oh, crazy eyes. <gasps> Major, it's all right. Shepard. Those eyes don't look at. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Listen. There's some strange wraith pulses messing with your mind. Oh dear. Super soldiers. How would the ghoul get there? Okay. The shooting the close up with the camera that Martin calls a P2 gives a slightly different look. He's really got the crazy eyes going well. Where's that backup? It's alright, Major. I'm here all alone. <laughs> he doesn't see you, John. Oh good god. Oh dear. <laughs> Run, John. <laughs> First part of... How? So how close was he to that grenade? <laughs> Pretty close from the flash, but... And yet his clothes aren't even charred. Well, shouldn't there be bits of metal flying around all over the place? Uh, it doesn't look like a shrapnel. 
it kind of looked like though when he pulled the pin out of the grenade and hooked it, it looked like he was still squeezing the thing, so it wasn't going to do anything. They actually had a bit of trouble with the effects, you know, the little air cannon that blew all the leaves. The big cardboard insert blew out and landed on John's back. And instead of reshooting everything, they just CGI'd it out. <laughs> Cheaper? Probably, yeah, especially if you were short on time. I hear nothing. John, looking a bit puzzled and concerned. It's picking at him again. <laughs> yes, he keeps taking bits out. <laughs> Hoping that's gauze. Yes. Otherwise, he's going to have an empty chest cavity. Yeah, but what he doesn't realise is that he's probably been dead for ages. Yeah, this lad spent three days on this lab duty in this episode. Did you hear me, Lieutenant? See, I like how earlier he said he had just a med kit and then he pulled over a big box. <laughs> yeah, well, that is his med kit, isn't it? He carries around half his surgery. Hmm. Then again, it could have been a Janai box, too, sitting there. Yep, could be. In the commentary, Martin Wood said there was footage of Dan Payne in the Super Soldier costume running away in panic when that grenade got pulled out. It was in the director's cut, which he released to the producers and whatnot, and Carl Binder, the writer of the episode, sent him a note and says, that, that's got to come out. <laughs> he hadn't realised he left it in as a joke. <laughs> Hope it made it into the deleted scenes. I looked, I couldn't find it. I've tried dialing three separate times. I've tried several RFI filters to cut through the static, but I'm still unable to establish contact. Send a UAV. How goes it, Doc? Need a hand with Lieutenant Kick. I guess there's only so much you can do with a field kit, no matter who you are. I did everything I could. Everything, Carson? Are you sure? You okay? I will be. What's about this bloody place? Yeah, this planet is really doing a number on him. Doc? Hi. Doc? <laughs> it's alive. Gotham's having a bad day. <laughs> he should be dead by now, all the stuff I've taken out of him. Mm-hmm. Malpractice lawsuit on the way. So you made a mistake. You thought he was dead and he wasn't. Better off that way than the other way around. There was no mistake. That boy was most definitely dead. No pulse, no respiration. I tried to revive him, but I couldn't. Huh. Well, it could be the effects of the generator. Look, I think I've learned a little more about this experiment the Wraith have been conducting. You know, where would the show be yeah. if Earth-based laptops couldn't interface with alien technology? Well, that's some... <laughs> Maybe they get made, especially made from Dell. <laughs> yes. With a Wraith port. <laughs> Apple would still release something else and try to drive it out, <laughs> its, out of business before it became standard. Damn. What? I'm detecting a power surge. I thought you said it was at full power. That's what we thought. It could be a result of the Janai destroying the control console. Yeah, see, they've destabilized any kind of power regulation. If I remember correctly, they mostly use Dell computers on here anyway. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, there's the Dell logo right there. No, they don't show the screen again. Everyone's brain chemistry is different. Maybe some people are more susceptible than others. Look, I toked pot once in college, didn't feel a thing. I remember. And the overpowering urge to eat an entire loaf of white bread. Stone McKay. Besides, look, I've been working inside the generator, which is probably uh, shielded somehow. Damn it! What is it? Power levels are increasing again. Why? Carson! All right, I'll leave you to it. <laughs> Love it. McKay thinks he's safe inside the machine. There's your bandage on the outside of the pants He's got the crazy guys. Colonel? Shh. Silence, woman. There is nothing outside. Yeah, you can tell when they switch the cameras, it does distort the face mm. a bit. People. <laughs> they say, back to normal. This tailor isn't being affected. John, 
Listen to me. There is no one outside. You are imagining it. John, wait! Hello. <laughs> Uh-oh. Back into John's past. Change his clothes. His other clothes must have been dirty. Of course, a uh, little uh, Arabic style music just to emphasize the fact. Old Soviet crashed helicopter. There's the Soviet star. There were Mark and Robert Davison who uh, found the helicopter. This scene wasn't originally going to feature such a rather impressive prop. So it's actually a real helicopter that was just sitting there. I don't think it was actually just sitting in the middle of this Vancouver sandpit, but... Yeah, well, at least, I presume, is this the ever-shrinking sandpit that we're using in SG-1? I would imagine so, yeah. One of the many, I'm sure, episodes it's using. <laughs> Remember the SG-1 episode with all the blue crystals? I think it was done there, too. You're out of your mind, you know that? Yeah, this is Captain Holland, played by Nels Lenarsen, Canadian actor. He's been in Sanctuary, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, Psych, ER, and Seven Days. Also been in the SG-1 episode, Death Knell. Against orders, am I right? Command was taking too long coordinating extraction scenarios with the Afghans. I didn't think I could wait much longer. And from the looks of it, I was right. So, what was wrong with your helicopter that you had to go in? hide out in an old Russian one. Mine was burnt. I mean, this is the episode in John's history that he's talked about before, when he was unable to save his comrade. Is that meant to be a hind? I'd imagine so. All, all Russian helicopters were from the same manufacturer, weren't they? Great. <laughs> now we're both gonna die out here. Well, here's the Holland I know. Always so positive. <laughs> Place is crawling with Taliban. Yeah. There are a few here and there. Using how many? Six or so. We can take them. Crazy son of a bitch. Tell me something I don't know. John? Is gone, love. Crazy. John, listen to me. I get you out of here, Captain. Don't worry. Then you buy first round back in Kandahar. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. He's lost it. Oh, yeah, John. Oh. <laughs> A reuse from Children of the Gods. And of course... <laughs> of course that fits into his delusion there. <laughs> Thank you to the US Air Force for supplying the A-10 stock footage. Uh, I like the A-10, it's one of my favourite aircraft. It's a wonderful aircraft. I see him on a daily basis here. Oh, nice. Well, Davis Monthan Air Force Base is mostly A-10. Well, they National Guard. And of course, Ronan sees it as that. A dart... And shoots it down. That's a great gun, that is. <laughs> the dart was a reuse from Atlantis Pilot. They just added some CGI fire to it. I don't think so. The signal was terrible, so I had it boosted, so at least we were eating something, but then all of a sudden it, it just disappeared. Could it have crashed? No. Well, eventually. <laughs> I was shot first. <laughs> yeah. Can't ask questions because it got shut down. Can't risk sending another team through the gate without knowing what's waiting for them on the other side. How far away is the Daedalus? Unfortunately, it's on its way back from Earth. It'll be a day or two before it's in range. So we can't rescue them until then? Yeah, you can't send a team to rescue the team that you sent to rescue the team. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like the hot shots, too. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I ain't seen that movie for ages. I'll have to put it on the list. Is the list now more of an encyclopedia? <laughs> yes. It's so big you need a list for the lists. <laughs> well, uh, you you got to make sure you index it properly. Well, the NAS is alphabetical anyway. <laughs> As for the actual DVD shelves, I've given up even trying to do them at. I used to have mine sorted alphabetically. Used to? I don't have enough shelves to <laughs> oh, <of course. laughs> have a system now. You've got a gap. <laughs> there isn't a lot of cover, really, where they crashed, is there? Hmm. Arclight, this is Randhouse 06. Do you read? Arclight, this is Randhouse 06. Do you read? Plenty of cover here, but nobody's really trying to shoot him. I just like that transition from desert to tent. Yeah. Not even really a tent, it's more of a leafy thing with a tarp in front. Many devices does he have? More than he should, as got pointed out. <laughs> you know, they really did do a fantastic job on decorating the set. Under the right lighting conditions, all that cabling and whatnot, actually looks like snakes. Gives you the creeps. Sergeant Brasso! What happened? No pause. Tell me I'm not imagining it. That's really funny when you realise what's happening in this room. <laughs> Fuck impressions. What? Hell, I was just all right. No, 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 no. Well, it's impossible. McKay assumed that he wasn't being affected by the energy field because he was kind of in a shielded area, but it's not quite right. Terminal levels should be dropping, not rising. Okay, this is nuts. Carson! Carson, get in here! I need your help! Carson! He's back. Thank God. Thanks, John. Carson! <laughs> you saw Sergeant Barroso exit on the right-hand side of the screen. He will, in a few seconds, appear on the left. I'm just now. We're barely able to restore his heartbeat. I'm not about to abandon him. Who's we? Sergeant Brasso and I. Carson? What? Yes, not looking quite as lively as before, is he? Hmm. Oopsie. Now, wouldn't this be a great time to pay homage to a certain well-known science fiction series from America? Cool. So, he's dead then. Regamortis. That's impossible. He was just helping me. <laughs> yes, for the past half hour, Carson, you've been seeing things. I'm pretty sure both people have been dead for a while now. Well, every interaction he's had with the body, you know, that's out the window. I presume he's asking Carson to monitor the screens because Carson doesn't know what he should or shouldn't be seeing, therefore he's not going to see something wrong. Taylor doesn't look good. <laughs> John? Talk to the hand. <laughs> Major, Leonard is dead. There is no more danger. It looks a rather restricted field of vision. Mm. It doesn't matter. People could creep up on him very easily. The Taliban soldiers, played by Patrick Zabonier, the Canadian actor, he has got a recurring role in the new Flash series. <laughs> so, did they see each other? As well, no, obviously he's not seeing them, sorry. So, who's his brain going to explain red energy blast? He can't see the red energy blast. That can't be good. John, you've changed. Oh, John. Hooked him in the arm. Not enough to kill him, enough to scare him John. off. He's probably calling his John. buddies. We gotta get out of here. Oh, dear. 
Oh, come on, you've had worse runners. That's a graze, that's nothing. Again, that's proper grunting. Whoever thought, I've typed grunting once, I'm not going to type anything else. <laughs> Every time someone is. makes a non-verbal noise. Okay, now the one on the left, follow it straight down to the core. From there, you should be able to... No. no. Look, the one on the left, Carson, come on, pay attention. I'm trying, damn it. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a electrical technician. Doc, come in here, I need you. Hey, what are you doing? He needs me. Who? Sasha Barrasso. Don't listen to him, Carson. Don't listen. He needs me. Hey, Carson, come on. I need you to concentrate. For God's sakes, Rodney, don't you see him? Barrasso is dead. And if we don't shut that generator down, we're going to be dead right along with him. <laughs> Shoot him, Carson. <laughs> don't let him. Carson. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, that's just what they need. Hey, might stop it. Yeah, my dude, shut down. It might make things much worse. <laughs> Carson! Come on, Doc. We need to get him out of here. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, because moving him's a good idea. Well, it's not going to hurt him, is it? <laughs> now, this scene was the add-on. They were running a little short. Whoa. There we go. Whee! It's a hard life being an actor. <laughs> well, at least Rachel didn't have to do that. Well, I don't know about you, but I would have paid good money to watch that. But I do hope that safety was on that good, because that looked bloody dangerous. It looks east of me. It's west, because there's a whole mess of Taliban just east of here. You know what? <laughs> well, we're going down. <laughs> Wait a minute, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but wasn't Taylor shot in the other leg? Uh, she was shot in the left leg. Oh, okay. Her left or her left? Well, our left kind of depends upon which way she's facing on screen, doesn't it? So that would be her left. Okay, so I guess I wasn't paying that much attention at that, where it was shot. I thought they had it on the opposite leg. It was shot in the sand pit, you can see that. <laughs> West. Now this was a big special effects sequence, which didn't quite go according to plan. Both those trucks are full of uh, gasoline and chargers. As they are in Hollywood. First truck blew up as planned. The second truck didn't blow up. Believe it or not, one of the stuntmen ran back and found a cable that was melted thanks to the fire from the first truck. Reconnected it, everybody crept back into position, and then they set it off again. Oh, wow. <laughs> so whatever could go wrong, it did go wrong. Too right. Shut down! Run, Rodney. Run. Faster. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, very nicely done. No, boom. There's supposed to be an air chattering kaboom. So he's definitely being affected. What the hell? Why didn't it explode? Unfortunately, David's brained his ankle doing that stunt. Oh, dear. It's happening to me, too. Off his feet for a week. <laughs> Rodney! They didn't do a cardiac Christian and just write around it. Oh dear. Speaks in Afghan. Didn't they bother translating it? Nope, they just said speaks in Afghan. Done on the cheap. He probably said you shot me anyway. Alright, this is round down zero six command. Shover. Whatever happens, thanks for coming for me. Meanwhile, Taylor's saying, you big dick. <laughs> 
You don't really imagine Ronan to be sneaky, but he probably is. Like this is Roundhouse 060 Reed. Parklight, this is Roundhouse 060 Reed. Now that Wraith is played by James Bamford, the stunt coordinator. Bam bam. Yep. Cut the power. Arclight, respond. We need to get the hell out of here. The interference is coming from in there. Of course, it's up to Taylor to fix it now, because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> there is an entrance to a cave. There's nothing there. John, you have to trust me. Now, the enemy is jamming our radio signal. You have to disconnect the power. I can show you how, but you have to take me in there. Look at him. Crazy. Crazy. Take me in there now! Now he misses. <laughs> It's funny, it's tough to hang on to. <laughs> yes. I like how she's propped herself up on the tendrils. <laughs> reach in there. The largest cord. Follow it with your hand until you reach the end. Highly suggestive. <laughs> Just grab it. <laughs> Pretty sure someone wasn't thinking when they wrote that. <laughs> don't know about things being slimy. I'm off. <laughs> Much to everyone's amusement when they said it and everyone starts laughing like a ten-year-old They really like grunting <laughs> on these subtitles. They do. There. That's it. Pull it! I wonder if they put grunting if there was a cow going moo in the background or something. Mm. Well, it's a non-human sound. Well, that was quick. Brain chemistry doesn't operate like that. I would have thought so. There'd been some lingering effect. Shepard? Early shaking of heads or something to clear the visions. That's it. A little too neat and tidy. What the hell? Yeah, I know. Let's get the hell out of here. And exactly how were they supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. How did he get outside? Oh, that's right, he ran off. Yes, he the body up and ran for it. I turned the damn thing off, it's over. Kagan? He's alive. What? He's still alive? Huh. That man's going to live for a long time if he's gone through all this. <laughs> Must be immortal or something. Yes. Hmm. Hang on. Why not send a jumper through? And where are they going to go? No, well, the, the jumper the, can dial. Yeah, but, the, but they mentioned earlier the gate has no power. Can't dial a gate with no power. Oh, uh, yeah. The analog gate seem to be able to draw power from mm -hmm. anywhere, really, don't they? Well, I seem to remember uh, putting a little device on there and then manually turning it. <laughs> Can't really do that with this one. Well, I mean, we're all pretty creeped out. It was the most unsettling thing I've ever experienced, but... <laughs> Why well, are they all picking on me? All right, we'll check in in a few hours. We're out. You shot me! Yes, Rodney, I shot you, and I said I was sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> you shot me, too. I'm sorry for shooting everyone. Just... Dedalus will be here in a little while. Get some rest. Well, at least he didn't shoot Taylor. This final scene was written by Brad Wright. As they were filming it, the uh, sun came out, I think, for the first time during the six-day shoot. <laughs> Seems appropriate, though, with the sun coming out like that. Yeah. I think it always going to be Taylor that asked him that question. But, of course, we already know the answer. No. That failure shaped John's life. Well... We survived. Yes. We did. I can't believe you shot me! <laughs> oh, give over, Ronan! <laughs> Why did I say give over, Ronan? It still works. Because Ronan's having a good laugh as well. He's only been shot in the arm. 
Right then, that was Phantoms. It wasn't a bad episode, there was nothing really fantastic about it, but uh, it was always fun to see uh, Rodney get shot. <laughs> and, wh- and get whine about it all the time. Well, yeah, so it's right. I mean, you're carrying the dead back to the base, to the gate, and you're still complaining. You know, you really deserve to get shot. <laughs> no respect. Uh, wobbly titles. You see wobbly titles, Scott? Yeah, and, and the word super soldier was also doing that. Martin Wood, the director of this episode, he directed 47 episodes of SG-1, 29 of Atlantis, and also uh, Stargate Continuum. He directed the seven episodes of Sanctuary that were released on the web, plus 27 episodes of the series proper. He directed four episodes of Primeval New World, nine of Cedar Cove, two of Arctic Air, five of Andromeda, and six of Jeremiah. Carl Binder, the writer, wrote two episodes of SG-1, 14 for Stargate Atlantis and 6 for Universe, a couple of episodes of Transport of the Series and 4 episodes of Cedar Cove. You seem quite keen on Cedar Cove. Yeah, it's not your sort of show, but it's nice kind of uh, relaxing television and it's got no end of people from Canadian sci-fi and fantasy shows in it, including Bruce Box and Lightner. Did you contribute to that Bill Mummy Mario Forlund thing? It was a Kickstarter and now it's a show. It's a sort of science fiction-y thing. Hmm. So many Kickstarters. I have not heard anything. The last Kickstarter I knew about was they were bringing back Reading Rainbow, but I'm not okay. sure if you guys even know what that is over on that side of the planet. No, I only know what it is from Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> it's a show that most of us had grown up with, with LeVar Burton. Well, we had Jack and Ori. <laughs> <laughs> they, even did, they even did a Star Trek-themed Reading Rainbow back in mid-'80s after Star Trek had started. Hi, welcome to the Starship Enterprise from the television show Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, you might have seen me here before on the bridge as Lieutenant Geordi LaForge, the ship's navigator. But now let me show you something I'll bet you haven't seen before. None of this ever appears in an episode of the show, but without it, there just wouldn't be a Star Trek The Next Generation. Now here's a book about all the people, equipment, time, and energy it takes to make a TV show about an ordinary rabbit who becomes a superhero in the Bionic Bunny Show. Uh, Jack and Ori doesn't quite hold up against that. I just sent you guys a link to the superhero show. Have you any idea how difficult it is to get a Skype chat open? <laughs> no, I haven't used Skype in a long time. Legends of Superheroes. D- oh, DC animation, is it? 1979. Older than I am. Yeah, I don't think that came over this side of the pond. Based on how many episodes everyone was in, it looked like it might have been two episodes. Oh. <laughs> They're two specials. That's exactly it. Oh, uh, yeah. We've got a lot to hand about Bear, of course. Of course, it has Burt Ward and Adam West in it. Oh, lovely. Reprising their characters. The rest of it don't recognize anybody from the TV shows. You, you weren't at that panel, were you? You were at some other panel. I was trying to get to the Adam West panel, I should say the Batman panel, but it was way too pat. I was at that. You, you'd gone off to do something else. Talking about the one from last year that I was actually at. Oh, oh yeah. That's I haven't been in the States this year. I haven't been anywhere this year. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. No feedback for last week's episode, so we'll get straight into some of the upcoming birthdays of people who have been involved with Stargate. And let's kick off with the birthday of Sally Richardson Whitfield on the 23rd of November. 
she played Dreyak in the Stargate SG-1 Season 1 episode, Bloodlines. We know her better from playing Alison Blake on Eureka, and she has recently been in NCIS, Castle, and The Newsroom. On the 24th, we have the birthdays of Dwight Schultz and Danielle Nicolette. Dwight played the Keeper in SG-1 episode The Game, but made his name as Murdoch on the A-Team and Barclay on Voyager. Danielle appeared in the SG-1 episode Menace as Reese, and has been in Third Rock from the Sun, Heartland and The Game. On the 26th of November is the birthday of Ryan Robbins. He played Landon Radim in five episodes of Stargate Atlantis, and has starred in Sanctuary, Continuum, Falling Skies, and is in the upcoming Ascension. Finally, a happy birthday on the 29th to Janina Gavankar, who appeared just once on Atlantis in the excellent episode Whispers, and has also graced our screens in The L Word, The Gates, The League, True Blood and Arrow. Lots more birthdays this week, and we'll be wishing them all happy birthday on the relevant day. And now for some of the latest convention news, beginning with appearances by Jay Akavone at Chevron 8.2 on the weekend of April the 24th through 26th at Ethrow. Michael Adamthwaite, David Blue and Corinne Nemec have also been announced for that convention. René Aubergenois will be at the official Star Trek convention December the 12th through 14th at Bellevue, Washington, along with John Billingsley, Robert Picardo and Marina Sirtis. Marina Baccarin and Michael Rooker will be attending the New Orleans Comic Con January the 9th to the 11th and finally Jules Date will be at the Denver Comic Con May 25th, 2015. While there was no direct feedback, Twitter was abuzz with Dan LaRock's first appearance on the Gatecast. So thank you to everyone that took the time to have a listen, if only because of Dan. We're not proud. If you come for Dan, then we'll have to have more Dan on the show. If you fancy getting in touch with us, you can use our contact forms on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or email us via gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. We are, of course, on Google Plus and Facebook. Just search for Gatecast. And on Twitter, we are at the Gatecast, which is one word. We are also carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, and there is an additional RSS feed which has every episode we've released, and that can be found on our website. Okay, let's wrap this episode up. Come try ya! Okay then, that was Phantoms. Next week, we have got ah the Quest Part One of Two. Two-parter. Yep. On the next Stargate SG-1... I will lead you to Merlin's treasure. The team finds the planet with Merlin's weapon. No one has ever returned from the quest alive. But the price they have to pay to get it... There it is. We found it. ...could mean their lives. It would have been so much easier if you had remained oblivious. On the next Stargate SG-1... That has yet to be recorded. We are running into some interesting times because the next four episodes are all with American guests. And we've still got to uh, reschedule Jeff. So that's the next five episodes American. Well, you have one now and there you go. Thank you very much for joining us for Phantoms. Hope you join us next week for the Quest Part 1. You had a good time, Scott. Does it bring back a few memories? Well, not too much because, you know, it was SG-1 when I started. Well, it was the movie when I started, but, you know, kind of from there. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. Definitely a lot easier with the same copy of the show we're watching. Well, yeah, it does, because we'd be finished two minutes before you were. Yeah. <laughs> wait, I, I still got some. Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I'm catching up. Just... <laughs> or just let me fast forward a little bit. Oh, I'm too far. It's like having spoilers, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> My God, he's dead. Who is? Who's dead? Who's dead? Okay, then. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. I've been Mike. 
I've been Alan. Right. Take care. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.